0: Hello and welcome to a Muslim... And a Jew. Unlearning. (laughs) All right. So
1: we're going to... Today's going to be a little bit different, right? Yes. We're going to talk about... We're going to debunk the gender binary today. Um, And we have a couple... Uh, PSAs before we start first that we will usually be kind of just talk and try to remember to throw in like facts and figures and and stuff we've researched but this will be more like stuff we've researched and facts and figures and the conversation will be like what's sprinkled in Um, and also because this episode is just supposed to be about unlearning the gender binary, uh, because there's so much more to discuss um, that relates to this. Uh, That's why other LGBTQIA plus topics are not um, addressed or
0: not fully um, addressed during this episode. Mm -hmm. And um, we are, of course, as with all the topics, we're not experts on the topics Mm -mm. we are very open to um constructive criticism um we too are learning the gender binary this is more so a conversation about you know some of the things that should be considered um when um diving into this and learning about it because there's so much talk about uh top talk against um, the idea of people being non-binary and Mm -hmm. we will explain what that means later and so we are you know new to this conversation um, and a lot of people are new or have no idea you know how to approach this type of conversation or this topic so watch us and just know that it's possible and it's you can figure it out. You know, you don't have to just say, no, I'm not going to support non-binary people. You know, you can go and learn about it. So we will talk about that. And um, we are very open to all um, criticism and we're not extreme experts. Please, please, please always look up and research everything. Yeah. So
1: on that note, yeah, it's not our, um, it's not like our niche of, topics so we're still learning Mm -hmm. and on the note of like researching this is like all besides like comments that we may make or like opinions that we may have most of what we talk about will be like based on um like research that we've done and some of i would say like the bulk of of what i'm looking at right now on my computer is from yes like transequality.org the bbc um, an activist med- yes medical news today like I was looking at like medical journals and then Alok Vade Menon who has an awesome unbelievably um, educational Instagram account so check them out um, um, uh, it's where I've learned most of what I know on this topic and like I think I mentioned them last episode or an episode before when we were saying like how do you um like expand your horizons on what you don't know about or what you're uncomfortable with and following new people is is a great
0: way to do that just yes and a lot, definitely, of like they are. They even have a blog um, where they talk about vo- multiple subjects around um, gender um, and trans equality. And I think they are just so uh, educational, so awesome. That is definitely where you need to go um, for sure to yeah. start your search. Yeah. Um, so highly we'll highly post highly. that on our Instagram. Yeah, our I was gonna Instagram. say. Yeah. We can tag them. Yeah. So
1: we can, we'll start off with some definitions, which I, we actually do do this sometimes, but I guess most of the, most of the episode will be sort of this format. Um, what is, we're debunking the gender binary today. We're unlearning the gender binary today, or tonight for me, this morning for Zena. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: what is the gender binary? Only some societies, Western societies, for the most part, recognize um male and female as being the two genders the only genders um so that's the uh, the gender binary is the idea that there are only two genders um and a non-binary person would be somebody who doesn't feel they identify um in one of those as one of those two categories that we have mm-hmm. socially constructed
0: And I think like the question might be raised like, well, then what is sex? And it's like sex is different than gender because sex is what a doctor assigns a person based on their external genital appearance at birth. Mm -hmm. So sex is not binary. You can have those things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you are, you know, a boy or a girl. So those two things are separate. And we tend to think of like gender and sex as the exact same thing. It's just not. Yes, they should
1: not be used interchangeably as terms. Um, someone can have sex chromosomes associated with male or female, um, and also have reproductive organs or genitalia that are not associated with the, with male or female, like the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's sex. Gender, although it interacts with sex, is not the same thing, and, the World Health Organization notes that gender is a social construct, which I have to say, like race, race is a social construct, just a side note. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what controls our norms, our behaviors, and the roles that we in society have deemed are appropriate for males and females.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we'll talk about how it is a social contract when we uh, social contract, social construct. Oh, yeah. When we go into a uh, colonialism, yeah. But um, we'll more definitely more. And then you already talked about uh, the nine b- binary. Uh, uh, I think we should elaborate on non binary. Yeah. So
1: um, okay. Most people, including most transgender people. Um, are male and female, but some don't fit neatly into the categories. Um, so some people have a gender that blends elements of what we say makes you a man or a woman. Um, some people don't identify with any gender. Um, people whose gender is not male or female can use different terms besides non-binary. Non-binary is the most common, but um, gender, queer, agender, bigender are also used. Um, and none of the terms mean exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. So, and most transgender people are not non-binary. So I feel like people get confused about non-binary and transgender and a transgender individual is somebody who does not identify with the sex they were assigned at birth. So that Mm -hmm. is the difference between sex and gender. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And... you cisgender Zana? um
0: yeah. <laughs> so cisgender so a cisgender uh, is a person who feels that their sex assigned at birth matches their gender identity so for example oh. i think like i am cisgender and julia I'm yep. going yeah so that just and that is us so that is our experience okay yeah. so just because we feel that way it doesn't mean we go into other people's lives and be like well that doesn't make sense right so yeah. that's just us okay so of course this gender people they can also be part of the lgbtq plus community mm-hmm. um and again um gender interacts with sex but it's just not the same thing. So the term should not be used as interchangeably. So again, um, that's just our experience. But as you saw Julia mentioned, you know, there's other terms like gender, queer, agender, bigender, non-binary. So the thing is, is that it's so different for each and every person. And I just want to emphasize again that, you know, it's a very personal experience and it changes as you grow. So throughout your whole life, you know, it could change. So that's why it can't, you can't just be male or female because it's just too complex for each individual person. Um, As you can see, we went through, you know, four different definitions and there's so much more. That's just the tip of the iceberg.
1: You made me think of a couple of things. Yeah, it's our personal experience that we are both cisgender. Um, And cisgender privilege is a is a kind of not often thought about type of privilege to have um, Mm -hmm. because it's the widely accepted gender identity. Yeah. Um, And just quick note, we're going to talk about intersectionality on its own, but it's a good time to bring up intersectionality. Um, Somebody can have cisgender privilege, but be um, gay or Black or an immigrant. So like um, those identities intersect to create different like types and levels of discrimination. So even if you have cisgender privilege, it doesn't mean that you don't experience other types
0: of. Exactly, exactly. It's kind of like the idea, it's like when we talk about maternal mortality in the United States, you know, it's this numbers look very different when we look at like black women. Yeah. Uh, maternal mortality because that's so much higher right, So they're exactly. a woman and they're black
1: mm-hmm. in america
0: yeah so that's what we have to talk like that's why we're talking about so many different types of identities right now because it's so different depending on how you identify and what your identities explicitly are and implicitly are um so yes it looks very different so yeah we are cisgender and there's definitely some privilege that comes with that but of course with other identities it could look a little different
1: and we're straight and cisgender so that gives us more privilege Mm -hmm. but um anyways enough about our identities (laughs) um I feel like a pretty main theme that we will talk about and that exists with the gender binary is the role that colonialism has played in the creation of this social construct.
0: Exactly.
1: Our Western culture holds the belief about the gender binary, not just existing, but being normal and that um, Western society. So we tend to assume that gender fluidity is like a modern liberal new phenomena Um, But it's not. And Mm -hmm. in a lot of indigenous cultures, um, it's been a norm for a long time, a lot of other cultures um, have a more fluid perception of gender and have had that for centuries. So examples include but are not limited to some Indian cultures, some Native American cultures, some Aboriginal cultures
0: and some Mexican cultures. Mm So I think a really good example is um, there's a Zapotec culture in Oaxaca, uh, Mexico, uh, the MUSE gender. So MUSE is a person assigned uh, male at birth who also embodies things that we associate with the female gender. So MUSE is the third gender in this culture, which is seen as natural. Um, and in the Zapotec language, there is no grammatical genders Um and there's like an annual celebration uh, of mushe, and they are an important part of the culture. They do like fashion shows um, and different types of stuff like that. And they either identify sometimes as like um, Latinx or Latine. Um, So little things like that. So that's just an example of a um, group that has had a third gender for hundreds and thousands of years. Um, so this isn't new. There has been third genders, and that's just one example. That's just one. Oh, do you want me to give another?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Yoruba culture, um, which is an indigenous culture of, of West Africa, um, defines their social hierarchy through age rather than gender. So the category of of woman only came about with the policies and practices that were enforced by colonizers from Europe. So mm-hmm. they came in um obviously we everyone knows about imperialism and colonization of, of the African continent but so some of the things that were done were taking the cultures indigenous gender neutral gods and replacing them with male ones. Um the colonial authorities only recognized male quote unquote leaders. Um, the Yoruba people were forced, um, of course, to assimilate into the Western patriarchy um, and the cultural norms that came along with that. Women were, quote unquote, women were denied access to education. Um, and so this is when the enforcement of the g- gender binary began in this particular culture. And then, of course, added on top of that is sexism. Um yeah, so this just both examples and more that we'll talk about later prove um, that gender and sex are not universal concept. Concepts. Yes. Um, it depends on the location and the history, the culture, um, the religion, and the society that you're looking at. So a good thing always when you're unlearn- unlearning anything is to know that just because we do it a certain way or we think about it a certain way,
0: it doesn't mean it's the only way or the right way. Exactly 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 um and it's really funny because we should honestly like our whole podcast should just be about colonialism because of what it's done (laughs) it always comes back but if you can see there's a trend like racism like julia said in the beginning that's a social construct so is the idea of gender um and that's all to uphold a certain group like racism that all upholds white supremacy the going against the idea of non-binary and the whole discussion around gender that upholds the patriarchy you know like who is benefiting from all of this when when colonialism for example colonialism going into these cultures and saying what, what are you talking about third gender or more genders you know who is benefiting when they take that away it's yeah. always the man and specifically the white man so clearly you know when you see those things happening that's not natural the fact that one person is getting all the power and the privilege as a result of this when it you know before they're going into cultures who are accepting of all groups of people then colonial happens and then things go sour so isn't um, there, you know like we yeah. should probably question you know these things like clearly <laughs> there was boring. not a benefit it's not a positive thing to have gone into these cultures and said no there's only two genders look what it did
1: yeah 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 um so just going off of what you said about the way that somebody is benefiting. So there's some reason something wa- is we're attempting to uphold something. Usually yeah. when we can talk about these issues. So gender actually did emerge as a conservative concept in an, like an attempt to help stabilize the sex binary, the sex binary, which is different um, because it was in danger of collapsing uh, because of like social movements. Um, also, endocrinologists were starting to believe that humans were just um all a certain degree of intersex and there was obviously backlash against that in the 1970s feminists started using the term gender um to like help them fight for equality um basically in order to argue that discrimination against women didn't, like, make sense biologically. Um, and it was a result of social conditions. Um, so they actually were trying to use gender as separate a separate idea from sex to dislodge
0: male supremacy, the patriarchy. Um, but
1: it obviously didn't work.
0: So, yeah. Because the man didn't want it to work. So, yeah, therefore... Clearly, you see, and so I think that just that's why we need to learn history the right way because when you see the idea of like, no, you're a man or a boy, that just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel comfortable for a reason, you know. It's because that's not natural, what just two things that's not natural. It's so much more complex than that, you know. Like, don't put me in a box, a man or a
1: boy, you mean? (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, like to be only one or the other, like man, boy, or girl woman like there's it's it it's too it's more complex than that also you know what like I
1: call myself a girl even though like some people say like you should call yourself a woman because you know girl can kind of be used to um invalidate like women and their feelings and their thoughts and their opinions whatever it's a whole other issue but like I feel good identifying as a girl Mm -hmm. and I don't know maybe that there are some issues with that but like that in my my mind that's okay because Mm -hmm. I don't expect other people who maybe look like me or have other like physical attributes
0: that I have like to feel the same way Mm -hmm. exactly like that is your thing in your experience yeah and there are certain individuals who look like you and dress like you and probably identify as a male or a boy like that's
1: that's not me so it just doesn't
0: matter Exactly. And does that confuse anybody? Too bad, right? Like, (laughs) it is that they are want to identify a certain way, because that's what makes them feel best and empowered, or for whatever reason that may be none of your business, you know, it's kind of like one of those things in the end. And so some people might, you know, take that as, you know, negative or something like that. But think of it like this, like, we need to except the way people identify, because when we don't, a lot more people get hurt. So when Trump was president, he signed an executive order um, that allowed um, healthcare workers to not provide healthcare to people who were trans um, because it goes against their religion. Um, And so now people are not going to get healthcare because of how they identify, and so now we have rights being Who taken away, and so that's why we need to support these individuals, even if you don't understand it to the T. Yeah. People's rights yeah. are being taken away because people don't are not supporting these individuals. Yeah, you know, so that it becomes that issue. It's not like it's whatever. It's because they want to feel good. It's, it's people's rights are at stake. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's yeah because then there's this whole um, argument that. I don't know which what like everyone's too sensitive now. Like it's not just about um, people. Everyone deserves to be respected as a human being, which I wish everyone just cared about that, but it also is like rights and like healthcare, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, So even if you don't want to um, learn more about this, or even if you just feel like, I'm not going to get it, it's too much. Okay um you can still respect human beings as human beings if you don't understand um fully who they are or how they identify
0: exactly Perfect. like it it just okay it just Best. doesn't hurt you it just doesn't hurt you like at all and then you can put it another way so i mean really truly think about it like s- someone who let's say their sex was assigned at birth as a woman right and they want they grow up and they learn that they want to identify as a man because that's what makes them most comfortable. And some people might not understand that. But picture yourself, how you identify right now. Let's say you proudly identify and you were born as a man and you identify as a man. Now, imagine you yourself, who you are as a person. And then someone transformed you into a girl tomorrow. How would you feel? And so it's one Habitual. of those things like for me I know if I became a man tomorrow I don't want that because I oh. am a girl. If I if you physically be.
1: became a man it w- uh-huh. like you would physically have yes. like the like whatever the physical character- characteristics that we have defined as man like you male you would still feel
0: your own the
1: same identity inside. I get what you're saying.
0: Like in my heart I do feel like I'm a woman. In my heart, I identify me myself. I probably identify she her as a woman. And if someone were to just make me like a man or be perceived as a man, like that wouldn't make me feel comfortable because I identify as a woman. I feel I am a woman. Because you know, yeah, your, your sex and gender are different. Like exactly, like that's who I am. And also, so if just, someone were to take that away, that a very important identity for me, like that would really, really hurt. Like that would make me not feel like myself. And so people need to think about it like that, too. And so if someone and then right now, too, let's say I am I'm not a man and I look the way I am right now and I feel the way I feel right now. If someone were to keep telling me I'm a man, I'm a boy, hey, boy he her if a guy caught people kept calling he that wouldn't feel right because i'm she i'm her i'm a girl i feel that way i identify that way respect my identity you know but then we when someone is not perceived as the gender that they identify like we still like push it on them um like we push the gender we perceive them as yeah why like that, that like you wouldn't want that Because doing that to you, why are you doing that to somebody else? Exactly. I think it's truly because, like, we're uncomfortable with with
1: with what we don't understand, and there's a lot of lack of knowledge about gender and sex and identity, and and so people are generally uncomfortable with what they think is a new um, phenomenon, and then they just can't support that because it's just too much, which is a
0: bad excuse to not respect human beings again but yeah it's like it's so much information so much change at once and it's kind of like the idea of like it shatters everything that they believe like the idea of like when you tell a white person that they have you know a lot of white privilege and like they didn't have to like they worked probably not as hard they probably worked very hard but like they did you know get a lot of privilege because of their race and that shatters everything they believe because they thought that they pull themselves up by the bootstraps and worked really hard to achieve the American dream where it's like, well, because you got a little bit of help because of white privilege. It's also not saying you didn't work hard. Exactly. It's saying
1: other people had to work harder in a different way, like yeah. that you didn't have to, which is the same thing as I feel like, not the same thing, but like a good way to say like, I'm not telling you that you can't identify as as a woman and, and, and have the um genitalia of a woman like some I'm just saying there are people who don't have that same experience and identity no one's taking yours away mm-hmm. you know and uh, so
0: yeah but they think that like that like they've always seen that idea as what like boy or girl and that's it and then that's shattered. And so they freak out about it. And rather than trying to make sense of it and searching for reasons, they just want to believe what they've always believed because it's easier. Yeah, just easier. Which is why I say, I think maybe every episode, like confirmation bias is like the downfall of our society. We just want to consume the things we already believe because that makes us feel better. If we're reading something we don't agree with, it makes us uncomfortable, right? But like that discomfort is important. If you do not feel uncomfortable when you're reading and learning, you're not learning. Yeah.
1: I also it's think that part of it is that it, in like also more so in America than like Europe, but also just in Western culture, like we're so weird and like taboo about like sex and gender, gender and like sexuality and the expression of our identities that like something different and makes, makes people uncomfortable, you know, cause we're mm-hmm. already weird about like letting, letting women be sexual in society. It, so now it's like we're adding all these other layers, except we're not adding them there. We're peeling back all these layers to gender and sex and identity. And it just, I think my theory is that it makes a lot of people uncomfortable and and like enough is, enough change is enough. Like we can't take it anymore.
0: And that's like, that's like, and and then I really think a lot about these things because I mean, we're just advocating for rights for people. We're just trying to help people. Like, why are we being selective in the people that we want to help? Like, why are we? And then I guess I could answer that is because we're social animals. Like, we, you know, group up, you know, and we want to support those within our group. And some people have very homogenous groups. So they just want to support those that look like them. You got people who are very, very diverse friends and diverse groups. So those are people who are most likely to support most people. So I guess it's like diversify who you're around. People like and what you're consuming. Exactly what you're consuming. If you're consuming the things that you agree with all the time, red flag. That's a red flag. Go out of the box. If all of your friends look exactly like you that's not and maybe or maybe you live in a hometown that's like super super homogenous okay or maybe but if you live in new york se- city <laughs> no you're self segregating some people like check yourself maybe you're self segregating if you live in new york city for example or los angeles if all your friends look exactly like you and identify the exact same way check that right also that's like, yeah it's also like
1: your life becomes richer when you're not surrounded by people who all look and sound and, and think like you. Like, you're missing out, too. It's not like,
0: you know. Like, exactly. And I always tell my students, like, when when we're talking about history... And the most powerful empires, the most powerful empires are the ones that like were really good at trading, right? Mm-hmm. Like they were trading and interacting with all kinds of cultures and getting that cultural diffusion and all of those yeah. new inventions and like Ugh, growing because gosh. of that. When you're isolated, you 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 grow less, yeah. you know. So if that applies to empires, think about how that applies to like the individual. If you're only hanging out with straight people, how are you learning about the different experiences of the LGBTQ? Q plus community Ugh, you know you're,
1: you're really like oh my god there's so many things I want to say and you just took me to another tangent I was <laughs> gonna, okay I can't forget what I was about to say but um you made me think about the Silk Road <laughs> I love this
0: Silk so, Road
1: <laughs> um, yes I remember teaching that together in summer school but so um <laughs> um a connection that I didn't know existed in this topic Um, is to orientalism and islamophobia so Mm. we know um, and we talked about this when we talked about afghanistan and lebanon that there is wide demonization of islam and um, the religion and culture as homophobic sexist backwards um, in the western world and especially in america and after 9-11 Um, But it's important to remember the role that imperialism played in establishing um, heteronormativity in non-European culture. So my example here is Iran, which um, a long time ago, um, if you look at literature and art um, and cultural norms, beauty was largely undifferentiated by gender. So basically that means that men and women Um, who were seen as beautiful in in art were depicted with similar features. Um, The mustache was actually a cherished sign of women's beauty. I did not know that. Um, In pre-modern Islamic literature, um, gender was insignificant in the context of love, which was something I found really interesting. Um, And then lastly, this idea of like female sexual pests. passivity pass- passivity is that a yes. word? Um, yes. is western um Islamic literature and art and culture was based on the assumption of active female sexuality um and sexual practices were not seen or portrayed as fixed um into any sort of orientation or identity so it wasn't until Europe um Europeans came in to Iran and they basically culturally shamed um the country and deemed like all these practices and and art as backwards and degenerate and that's when the heterosexualization um, of society came about and that's when the installation of the gender binary came to this
0: and so Beautiful, when we're looking unique culture see and there you go and that there's your example so when we're looking at the Middle East and critiquing the Middle East and saying they're so sexist and blah blah they weren't like that colonialism mm-hmm. did that Western civilization did that West that's what did that so mm-hmm. blame that not the people itself of course you have to hold them accountable because they're the ones who are doing the actions but it didn't start off that way that the culture islam being middle eastern uh, being iranian being um arab being those things that's not inherently sexist it's yeah. instilled by colonialism and imperialism yeah. period
1: and every country also and and places within con- countries have their own you know, like histories and legacies. So like this this was specifically about Iran, even though um Islam is um the dominant religion in way more countries. But like mm-hmm. it's important to not like make blanket state blanket statements about the Middle East and about Islam and about
0: um Muslim. and yeah, and about like all cultures like within yeah all the ha- whole African continent, the whole uh Southeast oh, Asian, don't get me started Asian continent. People not knowing that Africa isn't one place. I know. Oh gosh. It's just, oh, yeah. Gosh. So multiple countries within Africa. Africa is not a country, people. <laughs> it's yeah. not. But um, it just to show that, like, these countries within all those continents, specifically, I would say, like, Asian and African, because they were, like, so um, colonized. And of course, South uh, Latin America, but, like, these countries were flourishing before and then they weren't flourishing after imperialism. Yeah. So, that there's it's, there's a we have to look at that we have to acknowledge that so yeah. because that informs the way we talk about these countries today so rather than talking about them as other and you know they are actually you know just a product of what europeans have done to them yeah. and that changes yeah. our perspective on them right and so exactly. we're more likely
1: to advocate for their rights
0: and to support because you them. can
1: understand the development like mm-hmm. yeah um speaking of racism kind of Um, I just need to segue into another thing I really want to say, which is um, another connection with the gender binary is to racism and eugenics. Um, I wish I had, okay, here, Um, late 19th, early 20th century America, there was a dominant idea. Um, in science, that only white people were racially evolved enough to be distinctly categorized into the sex binary, the sex binary, um, not gender. Um, And doctors in the U.S. needed to be able to justify performing surgeries on intersex children, like, coercively. Um, And this was done Eugenics is a whole other episode we have to do. But this was was generally done to people of color. Um, And white intersex and trans children were seen as um, quote unquote like fixable while black intersex and trans children were seen as stuck in quote unquote primitive animality um, and incapable of being changed as if they needed to be changed. Um, Black individuals who identified as intersex or or um, transgender were more likely to be sent to psychiatric facilities and um, basically oppressed because of those identities, which is another really
0: good example of um, intersectionality. And see, oh my God, we're going to do a whole episode. I think the next episode needs to be on intersectionality. Okay. (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, I think intersectionality, when you learn about intersectionality, you truly, it's so much easier to understand Understand everything understand everything and also what to look for so when you read a thing you start to consider hmm i wonder how it's different with this identity or with this group or in this country like you consider so much more it just widens your perspective that was the best term i've learned i learned in college that just solved everything. I
1: unfortunately learned it after college, but probably the most important thing I learned like in recent years.
0: And I think and it's as long as you learn it and like it, it, it makes policy making better, law making better, um when you are considering um medical decisions doctors that it makes healthcare better. Um yeah. because of yeah. all the little differences. Yeah. I mean even in testing too like with the vaccines and stuff like you need to, it has different effects, you know, depending on, you know, race and stuff like that. So we need to consider more of that because, you know, different, like, health ailments and stuff like that. Well, not
1: race, not race because that's not biological, but uh, ethnicity.
0: Ethnicity, sorry. I'm sorry, I think that, yeah. Ethnicity, ethnicity. Like, for example, I know that not Arabs I think Middle Easterns but we're like more likely to be like anemic or something like yeah. that like they're those type of things not like yes. inferiority yes. or superiority yes. no 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 like we're talking about like I'm I have an iron deficiency like no, 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 that was, a good, that was a good example yeah and that's yeah
1: that's because of your um ethnic ancestry not because yes. of your the your
0: race that you, exactly that yes. you check on the census like um, I come from a group of people from over thousands of years. We we developed, you know, yeah, F- yeah, yeah, yeah. Been not, um, not race, not yeah. race. Wanted to make that clear. No, that's Done. okay. That's not um, okay. Speaking of DNA, do
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> like <I'm> not <laughs> casual segues of things. that I I have a checklist of things I really want to mention on this episode. Yeah. Okay, sex chromosomes. I I feel like it was confusing that I mentioned the sex binary when this episode is about the gender binary. The gender binary is a social construct. Sex is a real thing, um, but there's a lot of misconceptions about sex chromosomes. So 99.9% of human genomes are identical between every gender, all people. Um, chromosomes weren't gendered like forever. And um, they were purposefully gendered to create a conception of sex as biologically fixed and unchangeable um, when social movements were happening to, cha- to challenge gender roles. Um, basically what we think about the X and Y chromosomes are, is culturally driven, um, not really rooted in science and biology. There's actually little evidence that shows why chromosomes are an indicator of differences between males and females. Um, researchers have recognized sex as a spectrum, um, and a trait that involves a lot of genetic and developmental factors. Again, I'm not saying sex is not real. It's just, um, not necessarily a binary. Um, and then the last thing that I just thought was really interesting, not the last thing I have so much I want to say, but one of Mm -hmm. the interesting things was that testosterone actually doesn't have a gender. I think I think people know that everyone has testosterone to some people, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but it's a found across all genders, all sexes. And it's even, it even plays an important role in ovulation. I was just, that was surprising to me. Um, and there's no um, like evidence. There's no um, empirical evidence that proves testosterone levels can predict aggression, sexual desire, your strength, or how athletic you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've used these myths about testosterone, meaning you're a man, against women who have testosterone levels that are above, um, I don't know, some red line that someone drew. And we have banned female athletes, female identifying athletes from um, competitions based on this. And it's just like, like we did like,
0: that literally last summer. For, yeah. During the yeah. Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Um Yeah, and there's just there's no comprehensive evidence that our brains um, are inherently sex differentiated or like hardwired when it comes to our identities, our our preferences, and our behaviors. um, Yeah, in the context of gender,
0: like, and like what sometimes like what science like what could happen is like there's like a few cases that can (laughs) prove those theories. And then we just believe it for like fifty years, and yeah. then there's like more evidence, and then we're That's like, oh wait, with, never the mind. Vaccine.
1: That one fake study about vaccines, like, is why everyone
0: doesn't believe ones. exactly. Like, we have anti-vaxxers because of one stupid study. There yeah. were other studies about like how, um, like, quote unquote, developing nations had like serious protein deficiencies, so we need to really emphasize protein. And then really, in reality, it wasn't because of protein deficiencies is that we Europeans colonized colonizers took away their resources and just were malnourished because they didn't have access to food, yeah. you know, like it was not a protein deficiency. So that's the whole craze around protein started kind of from that. Um, but it's like, no, it's a lot more complex. So yeah. probably not that. So I don't know. We need when we're looking at studies, especially with science, like we need a lot of the evidence lots of second primary and secondary sources all those type of things you can't just read a study agree with it and that's that stat. read multiple so science can be really weird with that that's why we got eugenics right Fake <laughs> like <laughs> biological racism seeing yeah. you know black people as inferior and white people as superior didn't make any sense doesn't make sense the skulls and comparing the skull sizes no you have to look into it more so obviously we debunk that so debunk yeah. what a great word yeah so when we're looking at gender, like, it's just so complex that, you know, like, so- sometimes like science is not going to 100% explain it. It's just such an individual experience.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, this is unrelated, but uh, my last tangent. Um, okay, something that um people struggle with um I actually had I had a really interesting conversation with my mom if you're listening I was so proud of her she said but she had a wait no I don't know if I should say this somebody um (laughs) brought up in her presence like the issue of they them like it doesn't make sense to me whatever and she was like what do I like say she asked my mom asked me like like I don't actually know like how I could explain that to someone I said and I was really obnoxious I said well maybe they should just like respect somebody and like care um care enough about um somebody else to just like say it and not make a big deal out of it I don't know I said something better worded and more obnoxious than that anyways (laughs) and she said well that's not helpful and I said okay well actually like they them is not a new thing. This is like not something that us crazy liberals invented to make everyone's life harder. Um, I'm just gonna straight up read this um, from the Atlantic because if I paraphrase it, it won't sound as good. The oldest gender neutral pronoun in the English language is the singular they, the singular they, which was for centuries a common way to identify a person whose gender was indefinite. For a time in the 1600s, medical texts referred to individuals who did not accord with the binary gender standards as they, them. So six in the 1600s, people were saying they, them, and they was used to singularly, uh, as a singular identifier, as an individual who did not fall, you know, in our constructs of, of male or female. Um, so... If you need a little background to make yourself feel better about using it or to understand why they can be singular and not just plural,
0: there's your fun facts. It's like, like we had, like it's not new. Like, it's and not that's, new. I'm pretty it's sure Shakespeare used it. Like we've been hearing a lot of this stuff like against like Gen Z and liberal people like, oh, everybody is a different gender now or everyone wants to be something different. Uh, like, oh, we're all. So yeah, different. everybody wants to be. Like, yeah. And it's like, it's not. no, I just think that more and more people are just learning and realizing that, you know, we don't have to follow this like structured system. And if anything, like we have been doing these things for hundreds of years. Yeah. It's just that right now, it's not convenient for certain groups of people, like if you just white men, look,
1: exactly. And if you just look at it, it's like interesting, cool, new information that we didn't know instead
0: of like scary, different things. Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a, a fight. Like, w- if we've done it before using they, them, we can do it again. Let's bring no. it back. We can do it. Like,
1: Shakespeare did it. And again, if you don't understand, that's okay. You can still respect somebody and not understand, like, fully their identity or where they're coming from. It's nice to try to understand, but...
0: I just want... There is probably so many good articles of a person who is is non-binary just talking about the experience. Like, maybe you just need to read from that person's point of view to understand yeah. the feelings that they have about part. this. It's not
1: our perspective. And I would just like to say that one more time.
0: Yeah. This is what we've, we've learned on it,
1: which I feel like, um, I don't know. I was going to say something about like our, our action steps, but is there anything else you feel like we didn't need to touch on or didn't touch on?
0: Um, if anything, I would say definitely follow um, Alok um, yes. on Instagram. Um, if you are interested in reading any books that could help you understand, um, Alok wrote The Femme in Public. And the second book is Beyond the Bi- the Gender Binary.
1: They also reference so many interesting books um, on their account. So yes, that's definitely like a, a good
0: starting knowledge. point. Um, and this person, you know, is very open and vulnerable on their Instagram Um so definitely just start off there and from there you can learn so much more. That's
1: how I started to learn about this. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. So then okay, so then that's that is kind of what I was about to get into, like how you can support
0: non-binary
1: people. Ah, Um and some things that again, I read this online. So like don't like there could be non-binary people who don't agree with me on what I'm about to say, but Mm -hmm. I read that. Um, What we've said already, remember that you don't have to fully understand what it means to be non binary to respect non binary individuals, you can insert any identity in there. um, Just to be a better person, use the names that people actually want and their pronouns, it's okay to ask. Um, Zen and I had a conversation before we started um, recording about like, what if you don't want to like offend someone by asking or you don't know how to ask, and a good way to show that you are open to knowing their pronouns without asking would be to say your own so like Mm -hmm. I have mine on zoom um so people know I'm not going to assume theirs but I didn't have to like ask them in case Yes, I felt like that'd be weird um you you
0: can also put on your Instagram bio and it's kind of like oh hello Julia my name is Zena identify as she her exactly Uh, how's it going and then joya you might not tell me your pronouns but you might be oh okay cool identify as she her as well you know and like just move on from there Um, i had a
1: teacher who did that in college um youth and new media in the middle east is that Mm -hmm. oh my god you would have loved that class but um she was super ahead of me in like every way and she said, when, on the first day of class, when you, like, you know, when they're, like, tell us a little bit What's your name. Let's go around the circle. Um, I hate that shit. But one of the things <laughs> she said was, um, my pronouns are she, she, her. And I thought it was weird. I'm just going to be honest. I thought it was weird. And I was, like, you're so dramatic. I don't get it. Like, I, like, didn't get it. And that was, like, the first exposure I had to something that I think should be more normal. Which is saying, like... Yeah, like, why not say your pronouns if it's going to make somebody else a space for somebody else safer? Mm
0: -hmm. Like, And I think, like, a lot of us started off that way. Like, I don't even remember when this was coming about. But, like, at first, like, years ago, I I really I just didn't understand it. Um, But, you know. I know that in my heart that like I want to help people I want to be there for people I want to be an advocate for all people especially when I learned about the word intersectionality there is no way yeah. ever to achieve a group's rights rights without advocating for every person's rights you can't be exactly. selective you like I exactly. just want to support like for me it's, it wouldn't make sense if I was like I just want to support Muslims but like no one else like how am I going to support Muslims if I'm not supporting you know other people of color Mm -hmm. and different uh genders and sexuality how how the world doesn't work that way policy making it's not going to work that way like that can encompass all people's rights like you are if anything your movement's stronger too when you are um empowering and including all people so in the end like After learning about instructionality, nothing can ever progress if you're not supporting everybody. You know? Yeah. Um, It doesn't hurt you. Yeah. Like, it it doesn't hurt you to love other people. It makes the world go round. (laughs) Like, it just, why not? Like, why? Why can't you be kind? Like, why not? Like, don't even have to understand this at all. And, but mind you, like, I, like, just, I still did understand it for a few more years. But I still did what I had to do because that's what it means to be an ally and an advocate, you know, and then from there, you know, you learn more, but just yeah. start that first. Learn more is also on our list of
1: ways to um, help action steps. Um, this is kind of specific, but there's this whole discussion on bathrooms um, and people are such assholes about it, just to be honest. Um we should understand that for non-binary people... The, the argument is often with trans- transgender people. For non-binary people, deciding what bathroom to use and, like, what they're comfortable with can be difficult. So, like, l- not judging and projecting your own opinions. Um, honestly, it doesn't affect you. Go into the stall. Yeah. like there's bathroom, the argument, They like, should all be unisex anyways.
0: The girls' lines are always longer. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why people trip about it. Because, I mean, when I went to college... It was a co-ed bathroom and I love that. Nothing we- happened. Oh, I'm sorry. Where did you go to school again though? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I went to Berkeley. It was no, so know.
1: fun. Yeah, but bath- like <laughs> we could do but- a whole episode on the bathroom thing. Like I just I don't want anyone in my bathroom, like a girl or a boy. Or Yeah,
0: like you either want to be alone or like you just have other people And their point is you're in the freaking stall and no one wants to go in there and no one wants to watch like why do you think people want to go into the stall with you and look at you in the stall? No one wants to look at All you right. in the stall.
1: I also think well, and if they do, it's not because they're non-binary transgender. It's because that sounds like they have a separate issue. But um, yeah, like
0: it's not. It, and then there you go, right? Yeah. So it's like not because I, that person yeah. identifies differently than they no them.
1: Yeah, like it's it's criminalizing like people for their identity, assuming that they're going to be like um like doing something wrong. But mm-hmm. I also just think if we are more comfortable with this, um, the reality that like gender is, is a social construct as a binary. And it's, it's more fluid than that. Then like, we won't be uncomfortable with like other sexes being in the bathroom with
0: us. Yeah. Which this is a very <laughs> and,
1: specific issue. I don't really know why I felt the need yeah. to bring it up <laughs> right now, but. Um,
0: but in the end, it's just exposure. If you don't understand something, just expose yourself. Don't sit in the ignorance. Don't sit in the box you know yeah just and then read um
1: the other thing is just to advocate for um friendly policies for non-binary um people and just to reiterate what you said before to me and then also what you said while we were uh, like on the episode is that like when you don't support this group of people or other marginalized groups of people when you don't learn about them or try to respect them even if you don't have a lot of knowledge about about them that's when there's a tangible impact on people's rights um that can take place in a negative way and it's not just about people's feelings which i wish everyone did care about other people's feelings but it's also people's like um rights their human rights yeah like rights. the whole
0: entire like Trumpism movement there's a lot of people who are saying this one phrase fuck your feelings um oh from God. like trump's side and two things brene brown said this brene brown said that that phrase fuck your feelings is the most has the most feelings period like <laughs> how, why would he like that you are so emotional you're for you so, to so really upset that, that i'm I, I have feelings yeah like you are so mad like okay Like you have a lot of feelings. So it's just interesting. interesting. But then the second thing, it's like people advocating for all these rights and all the things Trump was saying and people reacting to what Trump was saying in negative ways, like that that's not because they were feeling bad. Like they were realizing that their rights and their well being was at stake. Not because their feelings were hurt. But also if your feelings are hurt, that's okay. Mine get hurt all the time. (laughs) Exactly. Like people need to know like the feeling. It's a lot more than feelings. It's not yes. just feelings. It's rights and And person. Your
1: feelings are valid also.
0: Yeah. And exactly. And
1: your feelings are valid, but some people just don't care no, about it. Right. It's not just it's not just about hurt feelings. Um, yeah. I can't believe we were talking about how we are worried about like taking this on as something we don't know the most about, but it's it's our longest episode right
0: now. I know. So <laughs> just so it's just such an interesting uh topic. Definitely want to, even honestly, would love to do a part two. Um, and we want yeah. to start bringing on more people who uh, identify, um, with the identities that we are talking about, uh, because I think that would be so much more impactful. So yeah, so tuned. we're not
1: speaking on people's behalf.
0: Um, exactly. All the time. Definitely want to be mindful of that, and we do acknowledge that, and we do want we to are get more doing people that. On. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. But we know we're doing it, and yes. we're trying to not do it in a problematic way.
0: Yes, we are trying our best always. Unlearning, (laughs) love
1: a good unlearning sesh. (laughs) Um,
0: all right, that's it for tonight. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next Next week, Sunday. Bye bye.